Yesterday, BC's housing minister released the names of 10 cities that will be required to to hit yet-to-be-established targets for new home construction. It's referred to as the naughty list. Um, The Housing Supply Act uh, sets housing targets for cities, uh, and they're using a carrot-and-stick approach. The carrot for municipalities is, look, if you build uh, these houses and meet those targets, look, you get more provincial dollars, uh, maybe parks, bike lanes, rec centres. If you don't hit those targets, well, you could be overruled, and essentially the provincial government has the power Power to rezone entire neighborhoods in your community. So the municipal leadership, the city councillors, the mayors, uh, could be bigfooted by Victoria. Now, the 10 municipalities on that naughty housing list are Saanich, uh, Victoria, Oak Bay, Abbotsford, Kamloops, Port Moody, Vancouver, and the districts of North Vancouver and West Vancouver. Uh, and Delta. Now, earlier today, Mike Little, the mayor uh, of the District of North Vancouver, uh, was on the Jill Bennett Show. She was interviewed by uh, Robin Gill. And uh, Mr. Little brought up the issue of, look, you're asking us to build more housing. What about infrastructure? Take a listen. We're, We're not opposed to growth, but it has to be in conjunction with infrastructure development. And so, Our community is already uh, behind the longest congestion lines in the entire province, uh, and it doesn't even take an accident like today's uh, to shut down the bridge and and clog the whole system up. And uh, we we desperately need the uh, provincial government to be partnering uh, with us on transit and transportation uh, infrastructure improvements before we commit to significant growth in our community. That was Mike Little, Mayor of the District of North Vancouver. Now, one of the municipalities on that list, as I said, was Delta. Uh, joining me now is Dylan Kruger, a city councillor from that community. D- uh, Dylan, thank you for joining us. Jazz, thanks for having me. So, lots to talk about here. First of all, how did Delta end up on that list? Well, the province used an, an objective metrics to look at, and they looked at about 10 different uh, factors to do with. It's not just who's building housing and who's not building housing. They look at uh, housing ratio versus a, amount of space in your municipality, developable land. They look at the average price uh, of rent for a, a, an average, say, a, doc, a, a nurse or a teacher or a firefighter, uh, and they put that formula together, and we were, the, we were in the top 10 in the province. Uh, how much of this has to do with past um, uh, city councils, past history of, of Delta, where perhaps you could have built more. Yeah, and look, I don't think it's a Delta-specific issue. I think municipalities across Metro Vancouver have experienced a slowdown in their per capita building over the last number of decades. We're not building as nearly as much housing as we were per capita as we were in the 1960s and 70s. Uh, but people continue to come to this province. Uh, we're going to have 50,000 additional residents in Metro Vancouver next year. That's the equivalent of the entire city of North Vancouver. And we're not building the housing to meet that demand. So uh, Minister Ravi Kalon called our mayor, Mayor George Harvey yesterday to give him the news and uh, Mayor Harvey said that we're up for the challenge. We recognize that we have not kept up with the pace of growth in Delta or in this region and we need to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, y- your particular party, the Civic Party, uh, got elected with a strong mandate, a majority. That's right. Um, was that the catalyst? Do you think that's the catalyst in this case where you said, you know what, we're going to take on some of these NIMBYs, we're going to take on and deal with some of these, some of the old guard in your community that you are going to start finding a way to getting to yes in many cases? Look, we were clear with people, there's not much point in putting, spending all these years putting together these official community plans, these area plans, if projects come forward that meet every single item that we've told people we want to see, and councils reject them. 
we need some consistency. That's what we campaigned on, consistency for the, for the neighbourhood, for the community and for the development community as well so that you have some certainty that if you're putting a project forward that meets what we, we've said we want you to do, it's going to get done. Why has it taken this long, Dee? Not in sense what the government's doing, but you know, why does it take so long in regards to councils approving projects, whether it be single-family homes or condos or townhouses? I mean, Delta is different from Vancouver. Vancouver is different from North Van District, which is different from Port Moody, from Coquitlam. Like, we got this balkanized approval process, just like, I guess, a lot of things in the lower mainland. Um, How can we speed things up for some more consistency? I think the engagement process is broken to a certain extent. It's important to get the feel of the community when you're doing these overall area plans. But we go into consultation paralysis when we're engaging and re-engaging every single time on individual projects that conform to plans that we've already approved. But is it, is it also the same people showing up to these meetings opposing the same sort of type of project they don't want to see? Yeah, we're typically hearing from the same people or the same sorts of people. We're certainly not hearing from renters. We're certainly not hearing from people that don't currently have the opportunity to live in, in a certain neighborhood and would like to. So we're, we're not hearing from a very holistic uh, sense of the community that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just heard a, a clip from Mike Little, the mayor of, uh, of the district of North Vancouver, and he said, look, we don't have the infrastructure. Um, and I I understand where he's coming from. I understand where other mayors and councillors are coming from. That's part of the issue. But to me, that's a bit of a cop-out, that, that response. The reason I say that is, generally speaking, please tell me if I'm wrong here. Yes, in the perfect world, you like to have schools built before uh, more density comes, more housing comes. But generally speaking, we build housing and then we respond to the increase in population, which means we will build more uh, schools in the community. Uh, We will push Translate to open up more more bus routes, push to drive a new SkyTrain system, perhaps if it's a larger community. Uh, To say that we'll do this once you give us the SkyTrain and bring everything else in and more sewer lines, whatever, it's kind of backwards, isn't it? Yeah, and that's certainly indicative of how cities have grown naturally over thousands of years. Populations increase and you respond. But I think what the province is saying here is we're going to set targets for these 10 municipalities. And if you meet those targets, there's going to be funding there for you to meet your infrastructure needs. What we can't keep doing is spending billions of dollars on SkyTrain lines going to single-family neighborhoods. If we're going to build uh, the infrastructure, it's got to be surrounded by housing. Uh, So in, in your community, I think of North Delta, there's Ladner. Uh, there's Tawasson. Uh I'm going to pick one, and I live with there. It's Tawasson. Um And there could be other communities. I don't want to broadly generalize here, but to go into these communities that are predominantly built on a 50s, 60s, 70s mindset, which is single-family homes, and then say we're going to drive density in your communities, whether it be four lots, uh, four suites in a lot, uh, whether it be more secondary suites, do you think there's a cultural shift in the Lower Mainland, but, but that's still going to be acceptable? Because I would argue that you're going to get a lot of pushback from folks still that say, okay, I understand we need to build a little bit more, but I'm not ta- I don't want that kind of density in my neighborhood. Well, you know, we get pushback on, on every sort of level of density in, in that neighborhood that you mentioned. We have uh, two lot split applications where you'd think we're putting a 20-story building in sometimes with the uh, the sort of feedback that we get. So there's always going to be resistance to, to change. But at the same time, that change is coming whether we're building the housing or not. Uh, as I mentioned, 50,000 people a year. We're going to have a million new people in this region uh, by uh, in the next 20 years. We have constitutionally guaranteed freedom of mobility in this country. People want to come to Tawasin, to Delta, to Metro Vancouver, because it's a beautiful place to live. So either we build the housing to accommodate those people, or this crisis is just going to get worse and worse and worse. 
If you're just joining us, we are speaking to Dylan Kruger, Delta City Councillor. We're talking about, of course, the province's naughty list that uh, Minister Ravi Kela announced yesterday. The municipality's on that list. Saanich, Victoria, Oak Bay, the blue buds of Oak Bay. Abbotsford, Camus, Fort Moody, Vancouver, the districts of North Vancouver and West Vancouver, and Delta. Um, as Dylan Kruger was saying, that they're up for the challenge. They plan to tackle this issue and want to start building. I know a lot of folks think this is a wonderful idea, and others may, you know, question some of it as well so call me in the open line 604-280-9898 star 9898 on your cell phone let's go to edith in coquitlam hi edith hey there um i'm somebody who's going to be leaving soon and i've lived here for a long time and i was thinking the other day that we have a bigger problem on our hands and that is that We've created a society here in British Columbia where basically all the money pours into this lower mainland and therefore all economic growth, all kinds of whatever it is that we have set up requires people to be piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that the government, like philosophically, I think we need to be stepping back because I can't see the mountains anymore when I'm driving along the highway and come past Brentwood. We're basically turning it into just concrete jungles and we think that this is actually how people need and want to live. Ida, thank you for your call. Uh, interesting point, but I, I, you know, uh, I, I don't disagree with what she's saying. We are seeing growth and, and we're, we're turning into a, from a mid-tier city probably to a bigger city, right? A big metropolitan. But that's globally. We, people live in cities. And I think it was about 15, 20 years ago where the, the global population tilted for the first time where we moved from living in small villages and towns to major urban centers, right? We're not agrarian society. We're not farmers anymore. But it does speak to a very good point, though, like, uh, Dylan, in regards to we could push some industries outside of Vancouver, and I mean that as a positive. The forestry industry isn't what it is. It'll come back one day, but it'll never be as big as it once was. Why? Technology and many other reasons. But every tech company doesn't have to set up within a five-kilometer radius of this, this building. You know, they can set up in Nanaimo, in Victoria, in Delta, uh, in Kamloops, in Kelowna, like we sometimes do cluster some of these businesses too much into downtown Vancouver or in and around this area when we could be spreading it out. Absolutely. And what we're trying to do through Metro Vancouver Regional Government, of which my mayor, George Harvey, is the chair, is trying to create more of these uh, city centres outside of downtown Vancouver. So looking at what's happening in downtown Surrey and Metrotown and Brentwood, and not just having housing there, but attracting jobs and industry and high-paying jobs so that you don't have to get into your car or get on the SkyTrain and come down to downtown. So we're trying to do that. To the caller's point, again, I think what I'm trying to get across is uh, Canada's immigration policy, we're bringing in 500,000 people a year. And I'm not here to debate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but people are coming, and they're coming primarily to Greater Toronto Area, Montreal, and Metro Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So as they're coming to the region, we have an obligation to meet that demand, or we're going to see the crisis exasperated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's go to Ron in Abbotsford. Hi, Ron. Hi, Jess. Greetings from Abbotsford. Uh, We're going through the, the, the same thing here in Abbotsford, where... Like, I, I'm totally against uh, this big-footed approach, you know, from Victoria to trample on our municipal bylaws, our, our official community plan, uh, even, the, you know, the, uh, the residential zoning that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in an area that is classified almost like you would say is, a, is an urban forest. And, 
You know, we've lived in our home for 30 years, and probably in the first 10 years, you know, there was maybe less than half a dozen trees cut down. I'm talking like two, three-foot diameter Douglas fir trees. Mm -hmm. In the past couple of years, we've seen uh, over 15. This is a classic example of urban deforestation to satisfy, uh, you know, some some cheaper housing, you know, for, for folks. And, and quite frankly, Frankly, it's really changing the the, uh, the character of our neighborhoods. And who knows it better than mayor and council and residents, you know, who vote them in? Mm-hmm. It's certainly, there's there's a complete lack of wisdom in, in Victoria. Ron, so, I appreciate your call. Uh, uh, one could argue with what Ron is saying. More reason for that city hall, because they're on the list as well in Abbotsford, is to get on with building some of it and still have some control over your destiny before, uh, as I say, Victoria Bigfoots you. And what I've heard the province saying is they're not at this point looking to control where in your city you're building housing. They just want to make sure that you're building it. So again, let's make sure that what's actually in the plan gets built. On the issue of of tree canopy, I agree with the caller. I think that's really important. Many cities I know are actually increasing their tree canopy. But if we want to reduce GHG emissions, if we want to actually help the environment, creating dense, walkable, livable communities is one of the best things that we can do Uh in an urban center. All right, let's go to Ryan in Vancouver. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jazz. I wanted to say, first of all, well, that uh, I'm glad that Delta gets it now. Um, and I was disappointed with Mike Little. Apparently, District of North Bend does not. You know, he complains about infrastructure. They had a bunch of schools there before, and they were sold off and closed because the NIMBYs that elected Mike Little didn't want growth. And so there weren't any students. So the infrastructure was there, and his supporters are the reason it's, that infrastructure is gone. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your call, Ryan. Appreciate it. Um, that's going to be the ongoing conversation. I remember when, when my family first moved out to Tawasson, we didn't see a lot of kids. Uh, and I think we're starting to see more kids in Tawasson. And that's just one little pocket of Lower Mainland, and I totally understand that. But that is ultimately the conversation. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I was lucky and fortunate to get get into a, a home, a single-family home. It wasn't easy. Like everybody else, you work hard, a bit of luck, everything else in life. And when I, even at my age now, when I look around, I just look at folks and said, where's their opportunity? Like, you just want people to, that work hard, aspire to, to owning their home and home to be able to achieve that dream ultimately. Because there is a generation that really, do, they all want to. It's just so difficult right now. And I think it's going to look different, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 28, Jazz. My generation, most of the people that I know, um, my family, I've got a one-year-old daughter. We're in a townhouse. We're going to be there for many, many years. Uh, I don't see many people in my generation entering that single-family home market. So that that dream of home ownership, I think, is still alive. But if you want to own a home 30 minutes from downtown Vancouver in this one of the best regions in the world, it's going to look a little bit different moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be very interesting. Thank you so much for coming in today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jazz. Much appreciated.